0: bullet dirty Harry. now action has a new name Larry
1: according to the c-section of the penal code a lot of these edible underbritches need to be refrigerated
0: Doesn't that sound dirty Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector it
1: smells worse in here than Ron Jeremy's jacuzzi
0: shut up let's go kick some ass I'm going to with a kid right hot damn the Cable Guy Health Inspector. What? It's going to blow out. All right. uh, yeah, it's available in not high quality, but it's available in its entirety on YouTube.
1: But not in the HD quality that
0: no. like this
1: deserves.
0: You really got to experience this in high def. <laughs> I mean, on the big screen if you can.
1: <laughs> the Dolby surround sound needed for the Cable Guy's farts.
0: Yeah, those of us who caught this in the theater were the lucky ones. All right, so I guess I'll open up this can. All right. You liking the juice? the
1: <sighs> juice? Remember when we watched good episodes of Saturday Night Live and this was a positive experience?
0: Nope. That one all, time. I, all I can remember right now is uh, farts and butt cracks, really. Oh, gay jokes.
1: I remember those. Racist jokes. Every outfit he t- t- puts on to get, wear a disguise is racist for some reason.
0: Uh, wait, the most surprised I've ever been watching a movie is that Larry the Cable Guy didn't don blackface in this
1: film. I mean, he almost does with the Middle Eastern bit, but let's just let's get there when we get there. I want to start this podcast. This is Saturday Night Jive. We watched Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Because we're idiots. We're fucking dumb. But I want to start this out by just issuing a personal apology on behalf of our podcast. To the producers of the Daddy Daycare franchise. <laughs> because we gave that series a lot of shit for being about farts. And I don't think we understood the concept of a movie being about farts. Or at least I didn't until we watched Lair the Cable Guy. This movie is literally... Like, plot-centric about farts.
0: Yeah, we open the film with a shot of a butt crack. (laughs) We end the film basically on a fart. Uh, Yeah, if you love farts, Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector,
1: I think that might be the movie for you. Uh, You go. I I have no... First off, fuck you, by the way, because you texted me and you're like, okay, we normally record around 3 o'clock. You're like, ah, we gotta do about 3.30 because you're running late. And then... uh, yeah you know, I'm like, okay, fine. so about three fifteen. I stop what I'm doing. I'm just waiting around. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna be a little late and the store was long. Finally, it's like four o'clock. And it was like,, oh, whatever, fine. And then I realized just how much time I'm devoting to the task of fucking talking about Larry, the cable guy health inspector, and I fucking hate you for every second of it. <laughs> well,
0: the same kind of thought happened to me today because I watched this movie at six in the morning when um, And then I uh, sat around the whole day while I was working, just thinking about Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector and just stewing in it. Like, I do miss the days when we would just watch a movie and then instantly record. But yeah, today I was just like, I'm working. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I have another thought I need to write down about Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. So, like, I took notes while I was watching the movie, and then periodically throughout the day, I'd be like, ooh, let me check in, make sure I noted down the scene with Joey Pants. I gotta write that down.
1: See, I tried to stop thinking about it as soon as it was over, and, like, I took notes during, but they're kind of all over the place, because I would, like, I would stop taking notes and just be like, oh, my God. But then, like, something would come up, and I, I, I know I'm gonna need to talk about that. Larry's literally pooping. I'm watching him poop, and then... And then, you know, I would start back up again. So I, I, and I've forgotten half of this shit. Like, I don't know what fart contents Jimmy Crack Corn refers to. I don't remember that part of the movie.
0: Well, he does have a witty um, repartee every time there is a fart. <laughs> this movie is basically, and I mean, someone farts, Larry comments on the fart. Ever fart so bad your back crack?
1: Yeah, and I I wrote minute six of the movie, three farts, all from the, the Cable Guy.
0: Oh, yeah. So many fucking farts. This movie is a fart wrapped inside of a turd. Like, that's just what this movie is. Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Okay, my first question should be obvious. This is the first movie starring Larry the Cable Guy. Why in the God's name did they not make him a Cable Guy?
1: Well, I thought that was the joke, that he has a job in his name, but that's not the, his job in the movie.
0: Oh, I thought really? that was the joke, that... is,
1: let's make Larry the Cable Guy something other than a cable guy. Oh, that's intentional, you think? I assume so. Otherwise, it's because if it's unintentional, then they're the dumbest fuck. Of course, they made a movie with Larry the Cable Guy, so I suppose it could just be that they're really dumb.
0: Yeah, no, my theory is someone in their infinite wisdom gave Larry the Cable Guy a movie contract. And then yeah. they were like, well, what movie do we put him in? Oh, hey, remember a couple years ago we bought that really like racist and homophobic script about a, a guy who's a health inspector? Why don't we put Larry the Cable Guy in that? But like, does it make sense that he's Larry the Cable Guy health inspector? Like, Why go out of the way to give him a job that's not a cable guy?
1: Well, okay, so pitch me the movie of Larry the Cable Guy and the Cable Guy.
0: Well, I don't know what that would have been, but is it too much to ask for, like, somewhere in this movie, I get an origin story where Larry the Cable Guy gets fired from the cable company and he becomes a health inspector. But no, this movie, this character is a health inspector, has been a health inspector, like, for a long time, enjoys being a health inspector, makes no reference to the fact that he apparently was a cable guy. Or, like, that's what he wants to do. He's playing the Larry the Cable Guy character. So why not just make him a Cable Guy in your first movie?
1: The one good thing I will say about this movie, I actually like, like, on paper, I like the premise of it, Sands, Larry the Cable Guy. The idea of doing a, sh- a movie where, like, there's a character who is not a cop, he's, like, a health inspector, some other, like, bureaucratic functionary job, but you treat it like a cop movie. Like, you use all the tropes of cop movies. I like that idea in principle. It's just the Larry the Cable guy of it all is what makes it not good. Like, when he comes into his boss's office and he's like, you know, you cause so much damage. And it's like he's a health inspector. That's like, I kind of like that as a setup for a movie. Yeah. But why...
0: So we just live in a world where it's appropriate for a health inspector to not have sleeves?
1: Well... You know, you could almost justify it by saying, like, he looks like a normal person, so like, he nobody would guess that he's the health inspector. But he
0: he never goes undercover. He always walks in and goes, "Hey, I'm the health inspector. Here's my badge."
1: But, like, I almost think, like, if that had been the thing where, like, because, like, he'd go into a fancy restaurant and they'd be like, you know, technically, I guess we have to serve you, but you're the kind of person that we would normally treat like shit. And then he takes advantage of that. Like, you know, I don't want you to treat me like you like I'm a person. I think I want you to treat me like the shittiest person, you know, and then that'll, you know, give me leeway to see the worst of you. You know, I think if that had been the thing, that might have been something. But it's not oh, a thing yeah. in the movie.
0: No, because, well, that would mean that Larry the Cable Guy was doing this as some kind of uh, intentional ruse. But he's not. This is just who he is. But you would think, at yeah, one point, someone who works at a government agency would be told, Sir, you need to put sleeves on. Like, you can't just have exposed armpits and butt cracks.
1: You're working well, around food. Uh, what were we... was it were we were watching something where— like, the explanation was he was – no, it was the, the ladies' man where, like, there was like, how does he still have a radio show? And there was one line where, like, they basically inferred that that the owner of the, the radio station was a woman and he was fucking her. And it's like, that's enough. Okay, fine. All right. it's Yes, it's plausible, whatever. But it's enough that you just said, why is it that, that you wouldn't think this guy would get away with this shit, but he does? This is why. This movie needed one – bit of explanation just to say like this is why larry the cable guy can get away with this shit
0: i need a little bit of reality even when the movie's called larry the cable guy health inspector
1: i need i need the smallest thing to latch on to what i was actually expecting because at some point early on they introduced tony hale's character in a wheelchair and they imply that he was like a diversity hire like he got a promotion over larry the cable guy and the idea is like it's just because he was in a wheelchair and I was expecting something like that. Like he had some kind of reason why they couldn't fire him. Like, if you like, like a like a fake disability or something. Like they were gonna say that he was mentally challenged and therefore couldn't be fired.
0: <laughs> you called me in, sir.
1: You gotta be kidding me! First, I lose my promotion to the pissed off crippled feller that's only been here three weeks, and now you expect me, a man of my tenure to work with a dadgum boy.
0: I'm Amy Butlin.
1: So your parents gave you a girly name to toughen you up. I like it. I've been uh, very eager to be part of a collaboration ever since I graduated from the academy. I really want to get out in the field and prop... <laughs> You ever fart so hard your back cracks?
0: <laughs> oh man, I gotta get out of here. Good Lord Jesus and Dale Earnhardt Jr., I am a bad gum ticking time bomb. He's upset because he's partnered with a woman, a woman who he no, thinks is a man. Not, at first, he
1: doesn't know that he's that she's a woman.
0: Well, first he's upset that he lost a promotion to a quote unquote crippled fella when he's referring to tony hale like that's how we're introduced to larry the cable guy
1: tony hale made me sadder than anything in this movie just because i mean i really like tony hale not just the rest of development i like him pretty much anytime i see him in something well until now (laughs) and then by the end the idea of him being this like fake thing it's literally validated i mean i know i'm jumping ahead but it's validated by the fact that he's not even really in a wheelchair he's just faking it like so like Larry the Cable Guy's shooting this to this guy in a wheelchair through this whole movie where I'm going, oh, don't do that. It's like, oh, no, he should have done that because that was the bad guy the whole time. Uh,
0: that whole character made me upset because it seemed like the whole point was to just mock someone with a disability. But, yeah, then you're right. They kind of whitewashed it at the end by saying, oh, no, he didn't have a disability. But that doesn't excuse all the jokes you made about handicapped people. You know, like you still made all of those jokes earlier in the film just because you were making them to a guy who wasn't actually in a wheelchair doesn't make it right.
1: I hate that like this movie is making us sound like the most stereotypical, like liberal SJW, like you can't make fun of that guy in a wheelchair. If the wheelchair guy jokes were funny, I wouldn't be complaining about it. It's just that they're also not funny.
0: Well, and then there's also just a sense of punching down in this film, too, um, which we've Talked about with a lot of movies. But yeah, it's, Let's you know, talk about David Keckner's character. Yes. He, oh my God. Yeah. We got to get into David Keckner. The reason we got to watch this, Pearl. Yeah. No, the whole thing, it just seems like, you know, we're mocking people with disabilities, we're mocking women. We're mocking um people of different races. It's like the joke's never on Larry the cable guy. The joke is always on Larry. The cable guy walks in and he goes, "Hey, hey, no legs. how's the how's the
1: wheels??" You know, it's like, well, that's not funny. Well, the joke on Larry the cable guy is that he's uncouth and he's a redneck. The thing is we're I think we're just supposed to think those are good qualities. He's a real man. He's a man's man. He's not a right. like a sissy boy or something. Like that's the what we're supposed to think of with this character. So we're not actually supposed to laugh at the things that I guess are supposed to be funny about him. We're supposed to respect him for those things. I'm so glad we finally came here. This place is so amazing. The best is yet to come. I don't have room for dessert, Tad.
0: I'm not talking about dessert. Debbie Goldstein. Will you do me the honor? Tad? What? That was the chair just a chair. Oh. Debbie Goldstein.
1: Oh my god. Oh. Debbie. Oh, so sorry. Oh uh, my god. Oh, since there's
0: there's not too heavy a plot to this. Um, I just want to describe the conspiracy here. That way we can kind of freely talk about anything. We don't have to go in order. We can kind of jump around. But the whole basic plot of this movie is, at, at fancy restaurants, uh, people are getting food poisoning, You know, which is demonstrated by an entire restaurant farting at the same time. Uh, and so Larry, the cable guy, is on the case for that. Uh, and then it, it turns out that someone's poisoning the water. Well, it turns out it's a rival restaurant. But through the whole movie, you're kind of set up with um, red herrings. Like, uh, were you were you at all curious as to who, like, the villain was?
1: No, not even a little <laughs> bit.
0: <laughs> I felt bad that I was. Because, like, the conspiracy is, like, so bad. It's basically the conspiracy is everyone's farting and shitting themselves. <laughs> Larry, do something.
1: And so I he's trying to that Joey f- Pants was part of it. But other than yeah. that, no.
0: Okay. So, yeah, like, he's trying to figure out who's behind it. And then the whole movie, you're met, you know, we we see Tony Hale in a wheelchair. I'm like, well, he's got to be sketchy, right? Um, Joey Pants plays the mayor, and you're like, well, he's got to be sketchy. They cast Tom Wilson as the boss. I'm like, well, he's got to be into it. And then there's even like a, a troll lady who works at one of the fancy restaurants. They keep throwing her in. I'm like, well, she's got to be behind it too. And, and at one point, uh, I was like, oh, I bet you it's his partner. I bet you his partner was put on the case to throw his throw him off the scent so they could uh do all this shit
1: the problem is they're so lazy with those kind of to the extent that they are trying to establish any kind of mystery or or conspiracy or detective thing where you're supposed to solve it with the movie they're so lazy like at one point they mention the thing that makes them all fart is they put um the the partner has this um stuff she puts in for her contact lenses like eye moisture stuff and she that's how they figure it out because they smell it. And they go, oh, yeah, that's like the chemical used in my eyewash stuff. And if you put it in water, it'll make you poop your pants. And I thought that would be either foreshadowing of maybe it's the partner or you'll see somebody else use that. And then that'll be the thing. Oh, you use that same stuff. You know, must know about that. Therefore, you are the bad guy. But they don't do that. That's just in that one scene just to make the connection so that they'll know what's going on. So it's like you just basic stuff you could have done to make it a mystery and make it interesting like that. This movie doesn't bother to do.
0: Yeah. No, the way they find out who the is behind the scheme is just at the very end. They're like, oh, it's that one. And then they're like, yes, it was me because they do think it's Joey because all the other suspects
1: are eliminated. It's like, well, it's not the guy we like, so it must be the other person. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Larry, the cable guy accused everyone else of the crime until finally there was only one person left. And then they were like, yeah, I mean, it's me. It's statistically, it has to be me. I'm the only one who didn't do it. And it's the
1: character that was introduced for no other reason than to establish her as going to be the villain. Like that character that Joanna Cassidy plays serves no other function in the movie. That's why I knew immediately it was her because it's like, it's not like she has any other reason to be there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, then it's also very convoluted too the whole scheme because they eliminate her as a suspect because Larry the Cable Guy and his girlfriend had dinner at that restaurant and they got sick. So it's like, well, if she did it, why would she be poisoning her own food? Well, it turns out Tony Hale tipped off Joanna Cassidy that Larry the Cable Guy was coming. So she intentionally poisoned his food to throw him off the scent. Because that's why you find out Tony Hale's bad at the end, too. But then in the end, he just gets out of his wheelchair and runs away. And then they're like, hey, get him. And it's like, well, why did he even have to be part of the scheme? At that point, why not make it even more absurd? And everyone's part of the scheme, you know? Tom Wilson was in on it. The partner was in on it.
1: Because that's the other fucking thing. And again, we're jumping all around. That last scene is just like... Hey, did you forget David Koechner was in the movie? Well, what if he just comes in? Why is he there? Remember Lisa Lampanelli? She was in one fucking scene. Now she's going to stop Tony Hale. And it's just like, why are all these people suddenly here? Oh, because they're in the movie and you thought they were funny. So let's bring them back for another bit. But it wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny this time.
0: Yeah, everyone who has a cameo in the movie comes in at the end to help Larry out inexplicably. Like they weren't called or anything. Um, But man... David Koechner. Um David Koechner plays Donnie, Larry the Cable Guy's quote unquote retarded neighbor. Uh, I did not know that was David Koechner when they first introduced him because they introduced that character in a long shot, and I actually yeah. thought that was like a um, you know how the Farrelly brothers do that a lot—they will cast like uh, mentally challenged people in their movies and the physically disabled people in their movies a lot. But then when he comes back, and I'm like. Oh, shit. Donnie, the retarded neighbor, was David Keckner Oh, fu- Oh, my God. No, that one made me more sad than poor Tony Hale. I mean, they're both... It's sad that they're both in this movie, but David Keckner playing the retarded neighbor, that was just, like, ugh. That was, like,
1: soul-crushing. See, the reason it didn't make me sad, because as much as I, I, I'm i a huge fan of David Keckner we've seen him live, I loved his stand-up, loved him in movies... I've loved him in certain movies. I feel like he has played this character before. In fact, I'm I'm almost certain his name is Donnie in Run Ronnie Run and he's also playing kind of a mentally challenged character. Like it's well, possible they I, exist in the same universe.
0: In those uh, in that and like like he has his T-bones character. Um but T-bones isn't like mentally challenged. T-bones is just uh, you know eccentric. If this character was like a crazy guy, that would be why does he have to be retarded? Like, th- that's the word he is described as. Like, he's never just like Donnie. Every time his character comes in the
1: movie, he's Donnie, the retarded neighbor. Because it's like, and you mentioned the Fairley brothers. Like, in There's Something About Mary, there's a character. I don't know if the actor is mentally challenged or not, but uh... he is not. She's not. He's not. Well, but he he's a, a mentally challenged character and he's he they, and they use him as the butt of jokes sometimes in that movie. But he serves as a function in the plot. At the end, his trust of the Ben Stiller character is what convinces her that he's a good man. It's a moment where it's like, oh, that pays off, you know, whereas in this movie, the, the only joke is that he's mentally challenged. And he doesn't factor into the movie at all. There's no reason for him to be there, let alone mentally challenged. He could be a dumb guy. He could just be excised from the plot entirely. So it's it's just the disgusting squishiness of we just want to laugh at people who are mentally challenged. So that's all there's there is there. There's no excusing it or making it important or making it matter. And again, it's one of those things where like, and I'm not going to say this is anywhere near as bad as uh, Bucky Larson. It's not. <laughs> but almost it's almost because just because of how a nerd we are with these kind of movies like i actually was laughing at some of the farts not not for the reasons i'm supposed to because they're immature and whatever but just the absurd rubicon we were crossing of like we make fun of farts so often and this movie's just so brazen with just how much it's just just a fart joke that i was almost i was just i was actually enjoying it like oh my god another fart joke okay like it's almost like it's it's turned into this thing like so bad it's good doesn't quite describe it it's like it's almost like i guess we've talked about stockholm syndrome laughter it's just like yeah i mean i'm laughing at just the tropes that we keep encountering now at this point
0: i will admit when he farted while he was undercover (laughs) that one i was like all right if that was like the only fart in the movie that would have been good uh because he's like he's so fine on the girl with the unibrow in the bathroom and then he gives himself away by going oops like if that was just one fart i would have been like that was good but because that was the 57th fart in the film
1: there's a scene in this movie where larry the cable guy gets diarrhea and you see him on the toilet shitting and i was just like oh my god i never need to see this but then i think of the Jeff Daniels scene in Dumb and Dumber and how fucking hilarious that is. And it's because you like that character and just the foibles of that moment. It's relatable and it's it's funny. It's just hilarious, as performance. Whereas this, it's functionally the same thing, but I hate this character and I hate the movies in. So I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. We should never have that in a movie.
0: Well, and also just basic joke structure is missing in this scene. If you're going to talk about the dumb and dumber scene, how do we get to Jeff Daniels shitting on the toilet? Jim Carrey is upset at Jeff Daniels and wants to get back at him. We see Jim Carrey take the uh, medicine that will make him shit and give it to Jeff Daniels. That way, when we see Jeff Daniels go on the date, we as the audience already know that he's going to be shitting his pants. So then when we see it, it's the, the capper this movie We do not know yet that there is a conspiracy that makes people shit their pants. So all we know as an audience is that Larry is on a date and he just went to take a big shit. Like we don't know. For all we know, this could just be Larry the Cable Guy. He pisses in the shower. He saves his Q-tips. He farts all the time. Why wouldn't he take a big shit on a date? There's no... We don't know that he's sick. We don't know that he's been poisoned. He's just shitting. And, and like I always say, and I, I... I can't say this enough. Your joke
1: can't just be... Hey, guy on toilet. The end. And to the film's almost credit, or like adjacent credit, if that had been the joke, if the partner was like, Hey... They must be poisoning people. That's why you were shitting on your date like you told me about. And then he said, oh, I didn't even put that together because that's just my normal Thursday. Then that would have been, I would have been like, yep, you got me.
0: (laughs) That's a real good joke. Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, it's the food. Everyone who ate the food was poisoned. Larry's like, oh, I ate before I got there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If they had just undercut it, like made it, made that the point of it. And that's a lot of things in this. Yeah, if they'd kind of. Gonna kind of Maybe a little meta with it, I might have appreciated it. But no, it's just this is what he likes to do in movies, and it sucks.
0: Yeah, if the movie had uh, some kind of self-awareness uh, that Larry the Cable Guy shouldn't be the hero of his own movie, then yes, I could accept all of this. I could accept every gross thing Larry the Cable Guy does if something in the movie told me that he, we're not supposed to go, yeah. there's a little Larry the Cable Guy in all of us and we should all aim to be a little more like Larry the Cable Guy.
1: Well I think that's the the cinematic world that Adam Sandler has wrought where like his success was in making the dumbest most unlikable characters likable and I think he succeeded for the most part in his like I think Happy Gilmore is not on paper a likable character but he's charming in that movie so so far as it goes same with billy madison same with you know I, I would even say like the wedding singer you know he's kind of a jerk making jerks and assholes and and just unapologetically dumb people likable heroes that ship had already sailed and now it's like n- n- like nobody ever thinks of that nobody ever thinks like My character has to be likable for people to like him. It's just, no, he's the main guy, he's the main guy, so people will like him. Because that's the point of being the main character, is that people like you.
0: Right. Why would people want to watch this character do stuff? Well, because he's the main character, and he's going to be the star of the movie. Yes, but you haven't answered my question. Why do I want to spend an hour and a half with this man that I don't like? If the movie's just going to say, hey, this is a guy you don't like, like him, why not?
1: You know, it's just because we've been through this so much that like, I, I don't know. Do you think we're a harder sell for this kind of thing or an easier sell for this kind of thing at this point? Do you think we're more discerning because we've seen so much of it or we've seen so much of it that like maybe I'm even giving this movie more of a pass than I would had I not just watched Bucky Larson, for example?
0: Well, again, like we talked about Bucky Larson, Bucky Larson makes all movies look better. Yeah, this movie didn't hurt me. But I feel like it would have, if I hadn't watched Bucky Larson like two weeks ago. If I saw this movie three weeks ago, then this would have been like the worst thing I've ever seen. But again, Bucky Larson saved. And then you would have watched Bucky Larson. And then
1: you've been like, hey, remember when I hated Larry the Cable Guy? That was great. I don't have that dream about
0: her no more though. Who do you dream about
1: now? A little bit smaller girl. Looks a little bit like you. In
0: a moon pie bikini. Any chance you didn't hear that? Let's not apologize. I gotta run to the toilet. Is it time for us to talk about Larry's love interest?
1: I feel like this actress has... Like, that's all she's ever played is love interests to people that don't deserve it. Like, I think she's, <laughs> not I have think a she's Ashton Kutcher's love interest on that ranch show he's on.
0: She, this is the girl from the Donald Logue sitcom, right? She was on grounded, that. I want to, I want to say
1: she was also on like a Patrick Warburton sitcom as his.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs>
1: She's she does that, basically. She's like, hey, do you have a guy who no one would ever believe any woman would ever want to be around them? I'll play that and I'll make it believable. I mean, I don't know that I believe it here, but I I,
0: I don't know if I believe it either. Um, And I don't know whose fault it is. I mean, part of the reason why this love interest doesn't work is because it's a love interest in Larry the Cable Guy health inspector. We're in a, you know, we're following Larry, the cable guy around for a half hour. And then all of a sudden he just sees this girl in the mall, just kind of flirts with her a little bit. And then she's just like instantly enamored by Larry, like to the point where he introduces his partner and she's like, oh, your partner. Oh, I guess my dreams of marrying that guy with no sleeves I met in the mall are dashed. I think there's something wrong with this woman.
1: Well, that and you, you. I was just gonna say that because in that scene where they're walking through the mall, she's like, "Yeah, I, I got fired, but you know, I deserved it because I'm just not very good and I'm clumsy." And it sounded like she was like, I don't know, like she was. A, they were painting her out to be like a little slow, you know, and like yeah. that. That was the justification for her falling in love with the, the cable guy. <laughs> but I don't think that was the point. I think that's just that's how dumbed down she had to make that performance to make it even remotely believable that they would have anything in common.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you meet her mother played by Lisa Lampanelli. And I guess it becomes a little clearer why she wouldn't have maybe the most active social life, but yeah, it's just so ridiculous that in this movie, they give Larry, the cable guy, someone to fall in love with. Why, why did we
1: do that? And why not just make that the partner at that point? Yeah. Well, you're the one who saw Witless Protection. Doesn't he, isn't the girl that he's protecting also his love interest? Don't they just have that that be the same character?
0: It has been a long time and a lot of drinking Aren't since you I've an seen Witless
1: Protection. Home, Guy, Whitless Protection.
0: <laughs> I will say, and I said it last week, I watched Witless Protection when it came out. And I remember enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Um, There were like a couple good gags in it. Also, I enjoyed um, some of the supporting performances. I remember Eric Roberts is in that and uh, Joe Mantegna is in that. And both of them are very kind of like they know what kind of movie they're in. But I remember that movie being fun. This movie, Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector, had nothing that I enjoyed or liked um, I even remember coming away from Witless Protection, enjoying the Larry the Cable Guy character and wanting to see more movies, or like at wow. least not being offended if he made another movie, being like, I could see this being a sustainable movie character, like he could be in different adventures. Like I had not seen yeah. Larry the Cable Guy health inspector when I had those thoughts. Now well, I have the exact opposite
1: opinion. And I think I mentioned this in the last episode, I don't know if you cut it or not, but you know, I, I saw him in one of the Medea movies. He's in Medea's Christmas, and he's the best part of that movie. He's actually rather charming. He plays uh well, it's like a, an interracial romance, and he's the dad of the white guy. And it's like you think because they live in the South that they're going to be really racist, and they're like just comically not racist. Like they they're comically outside of that expectation, and sort of like uh, they're conservative and and rednecky, but they're like so welcoming of black people. And that's kind of the joke. Like they expected them to be completely different. So yeah, I mean, he can be good. And I thought of that because I was listening not this I was um uh, reading his Wikipedia, and he has a, a charity, the Getter Done Foundation. and I wonder, like I don't know what it even does, but if you get money from the Getter Done Foundation, for your charity, <laughs> do you feel a little bad about it? Do you maybe go like, you know what maybe maybe it's better if some more kids get cancer if we don't take this <laughs> getter done money." <laughs>
0: What are you raising money for? We're <laughs> getting her done. My stomach ain't felt this bad since I had them fish sticks out of the vending machine at the Philip Sixty Six. down the hall, the first door on left. I
1: appreciate
0: it. Oh damn! Is everything all right in there? Everything's fine. Everything's good. Oh, Lord Jesus and the shepherds.
1: Well, again, it's like I—I I, I think of Ernest P. Worrell. We're—we're we're huge Ernest fans, and—and—and and, 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 uh, that might sound weird to a lot of people because I think I don't think Ernest is respected as much outside of our bubble. Like every time I mention to anybody, like, oh, I love, I love the Ernest movies, I think they look at me weird. Like, what the fuck? You right. say you love movies and you're like you, you like to think you you can talk intelligently about movies and you love the fucking Ernest movies, but we just the character's just so charming and innocent and fun. And I can see there the cable guy being a version of that in a less innocent time or born out of a less innocent time. Like you wouldn't have fart jokes necessarily and i think he was always associated with that shit but if you actually watch those movies there aren't they aren't like this they aren't crude necessarily they're they're wholesome
0: no he he, there needed to be more good naturedness in this movie this movie is just crassness but yeah you know fuck you if you think i'm not a cinephile and an earnest fan yeah, I've seen every movie Jim on the Barney AFI. is a
1: fucking fantastic physical comedian and a fantastic actor.
0: Yeah. I've seen every movie on the AFI top 100 list and I also own the complete Ernest P. World collection on DVD. <laughs> Which, you can isn't be two that things.
1: A collection by the way. <laughs> but then I, I do want to talk a little bit more we kind of touched upon it but just the racism because at several points in this movie Larry the Cable Guy dons some sort of costume. And I believe every single one of them is racist. There's a Middle Eastern guy, a Jewish guy, a, like a Mexican Chica Banana character. Like at every point, it's some kind of racist thing. And then at one point towards the end, he just runs into random Japanese guys who are only there and only Japanese so they can say, you bring shame on all of us.
0: And then there was also the scene with uh, Bruce Bruce near the beginning of the film where the the joke is, Bruce Bruce says, "Yeah, Whitey's throwing me out." And Larry the cable guy's like, "Hey, why do you have to call us all Whitey?" And he's like, "Oh no no, Whitey's the name of my landlord, Whitey Johnson." And so hey. we like also, had, yeah, we also had a scene of like Larry the cable guy, you know, being ah uh, offended of reverse racism, you know, like, "Hey, don't call me Whitey." The, the hero of this movie is nothing but racist, sexist, and homophobic. And then there's a scene where he gets upset because he thinks someone called him whitey.
1: And you know what? I guess if that's another positive takeaway from this movie, because we wa- we've watched a lot of movies like Who's Your Caddy and How High, where we were like, like, these are black people making this movie by and for black people, and it still feels like it's racist against black people. <laughs> and I feel like the- this is like, the the white version of that like it's right. it's made by white people for white people and it's so white but it makes white people look so bad
0: and that it's like as a true. white person
1: it's like ooh that 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 helps my white guilt a little bit <laughs> that this exists
0: yeah I feel like if a black person watched Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector they would have the same response we did for Who's Your Caddy they'd be like fucking crackers <laughs> oh uh, we did not talk about the fact that Larry the Cable Guy beats the shit out of a woman, did we?
1: Oh, yeah, well... Like, with I... no
0: repercussion. And I yes, I know she's the bad guy, but still, it's just weird that at the end of this movie, Larry's spying on this lady, you know, who's doing a bad deed. He farts, gives himself away, and she's like, oh, there you are. And then he just, he beats the fuck out of her in the bathroom.
1: You know, the weird reason why I didn't have a problem with that, like it didn't phase me at all, because I only associate that actress with all of the uh, Friedberg Seltzer movies because she's in a bunch of them. That's the only other thing I know her from. So I was like, yeah, punch that lady in the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I just yeah, I just thought it was weird that it's like, huh, I'm watching the hero of our movie just. Eat the shit out of a woman and not seem to think twice about it. Like, there's never a scene where he's like, Oh shit, you're a lady. Maybe I, I shouldn't punch I you I in the know. mouth. I don't know. What we'll do is we'll just drop a little of Medigan's grease, right? And it's game over. Oh,
1: damn.
0: Larry. All right, so would you like to pick a number between 1 and 158?
1: Oh, let's go with 130.
0: 130 is Harry Shearer. We got it. We still got to be able to get something with Harry Shearer, right? Well, I do know he is in the remake of Godzilla. We keep bringing that up every time Harry Shearer's name comes up. I am up for it. Watch the Godzilla remake. He's an uncred—he's uncredited in Abbott and Costello Go to Mars. What? How old was he? 1953. He must have been like a child. Oh yeah, because he's credited as boy. So yeah, he must have been like a child actor too. I did not know that. Yeah, he was on Leave It to Beaver. Holy shit!
1: I wish you could separate IMDb by medium rather than like actor director. You could also do like movies or TV, but not both. Yeah.
0: Right, like, or like just shit I would be interested in watching.
1: <laughs> Can you just
0: show me the things Harry Shear has done that would be good for my podcast?
1: Can I sort by relevant to Saturday Night Drive? <laughs> Alright, so are we back?
0: Uh, oh yeah, well we never left, I've been recording the whole time.
1: <laughs> well we're back. <laughs> And the movie, because we're going to cut all that shit, so the, the movie we're going to watch next week, we got Harry Shear. And the pretty much the only thing left with Harry Shear that is of interest to us is Godzilla from 1999.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater, and this was one of the first movies I remember seeing in a the theater, where I was like, wow, that sucked.
1: Weird, you and I had the same exper- <laughs> experience. Because yeah. I believe this came out the same year as Lost in Space, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: That was like the one-two punch of my first go- experience going to movies and realizing that they could be bad. Like before that, like anything I saw in a theater, I was like, "Yeah, it's great" because it's in the theater. Yeah. And then I watched Lost in Space and Godzilla, and I was went, "Oh, they could have bad movies in the theater too." <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, specifically summer movies, um, because all summer movies were great. You know, it was always like in- Independence Day, Men in Black. And they're like, oh, shit, summer movies are fun. And then you go to see Godzilla and it's like, oh, I thought
1: summer movies were supposed to be fun. So good to know that we both have the exact same experience of hating this movie in a formative way. Let's watch it again.
0: And <laughs> right. So yep. Godzilla 1998 featuring SNL alum Harry Shear. That's what we're watching next week. And so until we see you again, get off the shed. Baby, I get it done, that's why they call me Larry I'm ballin' every day, I swear it's necessary Cut off a shirt, I'm chillin' with the famo And when it's time to stunt, I'm pullin' out the camo Baby, they call me Larry, ain't gotta ask me why Baby, they call me Larry, Larry the cable guy Baby, they call me Larry, I said they call me Larry Baby, they call me Larry, Larry the cable guy Revive the game, I call it CPR I got my brothers in some biddies drinking PBR My game is sharp, I might just leave a Rubbing D-E-R, it's nothing new.